Hi, Holly. I can't believe that Tom Sansoval had Raquel over when Ariana's away in the jacuzzi and she stayed all night. Yeah, I can't believe it. Marky, come on. <laughs> Ken Todd, what is Ken Todd doing here? <laughs> I feel like I do a good Ken Todd. I just love the way he was like, Tom Sansoval. <laughs> the way she had him in the back room practicing his lines <laughs> before he came in with that reveal. Oh, God. Like, as how. How would he stumble upon that information? Anyways. So good. Hi, guys. We're back. What is up, you guys? I'm glad to be back. It's really been a few weeks. Yeah. Um, sorry for the absence, the radio silence. Tristan got whisked away to Antigua or Antigua. You've been saying Antigua. Antigua, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've been saying her. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. I think there's an Antigua in Guatemala, so that's how mm. they differentiate. But yes, I was away for a week. It was so beautiful and much needed um yeah i don't want to i feel like it's like you know you get back from vacation at work and you're like telling everyone about your trip and i'm like okay i feel like everyone has heard about my trip 500 times i've shared a million photos it's like i don't want to talk about it anymore I, I feel like i'm annoying everyone but it was beautiful if you guys ever get a chance it's a beautiful island um yeah definitely recommend yeah and you know what i was gonna try to record by myself while tristan was gone i tried but you know what not until we have that iHeartRadio contract will i be keeping up with the weekly <laughs> releases <laughs> totally you know what celeb sighting i well i actually Ooh. can't confirm but i overheard two of the staff at the hotel i was staying at one mentioning to the other that her friend had spotted angela bassett on the island angela bassett by herself like driving a car Wow. But I did not see Angela Bassett there, so cannot confirm. Would you recognize her? Be honest. I, um, yeah, I would. But you know what? Now that you say that, the the staff member in conversation was saying that she was super stripped down. Like you, you kind of maybe wouldn't recognize her. Like with most celebrities, if you see them out in the wild when they're not like done up. Where you're not expecting. Or if they're on, you know, if they're just like on vacation sunglasses hat. Yeah. I can see how, yeah, you can kind of fly under the radar, but. Anyways, we know you missed us. We need to think of a name for our fans. <laughs> I know. The moles. The little moles. <laughs> the little mole we people. We miss the little moles. I miss, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, I miss my little mole people. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what we are too with our little internet deep dives and we stuff. We kind of are mole yeah, people. We're a bit mole In more ways than one. <laughs> what you got on your list? Okay, yeah, let's get into the top mm-hmm. headlines of this week before we get into our subject of the week. And I will say we're going to do things a little bit differently today. And kind of cover two two blonde bombshells. Yeah, two kind of two sides of the same coin. In two a way. sides of the same coin. <laughs> when you think about it, in a sense that do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know that Kelly Osbourne? Yeah. In a sense that oh no, that's not. In a sense that you know what I mean? Like what was she talking about there? Okay, you guys, it's the clip of Kelly Osbourne from The View. I believe it's from 2016. It is from 2016. And it was in the lead up to the election. And she's talking about Donald. The panel is talking about Donald Trump. 
and Kelly like so confident. They're talking about Donald Trump um, and like comments he made about Hispanic people. It might have been when he tweeted the Taco Bowl. I don't remember yeah. specifically which incident. There's been so many. I mean, he's that. But <laughs> I Kelly, something else comes to mind when I think about his comments about Mexican people. But... Uh, yeah. Well, so Kelly yeah. like. It's just like this super cringe moment of her and she feels so confident in saying it, like turns to the camera like this is going to be her moment. And she says something along the lines of and these are her words, not mine, you guys. She says something along the lines of if you kicked all of the Mexican people out of America, who would be cleaning your toilets, Mr. Trump? Wow. Like, she says it so smugly. <laughs> and then like all the other co-hosts are like, oh, no, that's not. And Kelly's like, no, I mean, in a sense that. Okay, sorry, I'm really like reenacting it for you guys, but you know, just a funny, funny it's, meme it's I like to reference. It's so funny, and it'll make everyone laugh. But you know, her what? comment is not funny. Her comment is no, problematic, and but... that is probably what I'm thinking of when Trump said, you know, when the Mexicans they're not sending their best, they're sending their rapists in there. I, listen, do you guys miss Trump? Clap if you miss Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you might not have to for much longer. I know. Sometimes. I mean, that's a top headline. But you know what? I don't want to wade into Trump waters. I'm yeah. really scared of the. You know where like, we stand. You, we, you are where we stand. We are firmly on, on the right side of history. So, um, okay. On my list, number one, Swift Gron. Number one on my list. No, hey, twin. <laughs> you guys, Holly Allison and I do Swift. not trade lists before we start this. But no. Okay, why don't you carry it? Because you're a bigger Swifty than I am. Yeah, but come on, you're a pretty big Swifty. I'm. I am. You know. Well, so Nashville Night Three. I don't know if you've been on TikTok lately, but she performed four hours late in the pouring rain. My cousin Becky was there. Hey, Becky. And she told me all about it, but I mean, you can also see it on TikTok. Is this what you were referring to? What is Swift Gran? Well, I was talking about <laughs> Diana. I only read it in print. I Diana finally oh, like Diana Argon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Agron. Yeah. That's what I was oh, talking Agron. about. Okay. I was okay. You. I'll finish my thing, then we'll yeah. go with that. So, anyways, she just had this like landmark concert. Honestly, I was trying to show my boyfriend videos of it last night. Couldn't care less. Have you seen these videos? She performed, uh, yeah, 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 like at the Nissan uh, Arena in uh, Nashville is like an outdoor stadium. So she had to perform in the pouring rain. I don't know how they weren't slipping about on the stage. I know. Like, I feel like that's a genuine health hazard. I remember not to bring out my Britney stand, <laughs> but if you watch her 2002 documentary stages, mm-hmm. they had to cancel the final night of her Dream Within a Dream tour because of the rain. And it was like a legitimate yeah. health so like, one of safety thing. Taylor Allison Swift's things is that she never like cancels a show. The only time she's canceled one is because it was like in Israel and there was political unrest and she couldn't perform but like illness uh she knew morgan wallen you know her voice or adele her vocal cords she works through it yeah and yeah so this show was delayed for four hours because of lightning honestly i felt bad for the fans because apparently people were just like soaking wet and freezing and like shivering but it was worth it because you know a lot of her songs kind of have that rain theme totally so, oh my god, but yeah. I can just imagine being like freezing cold and I wet know. standing there. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example, but I feel like there's definitely times when you're younger <laughs> at like, you know, like your like town fair or, or something. something. Yeah, yeah, where you're just like stuck outside yeah. in the rain like that. Ugh. You know what lyric is coming to mind? I miss screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain. That would be a really good night. That's from The Way I Loved You. The, oh, the yeah, girls yeah, yeah. know that one. Um, anyways, just, she is honestly like, so this actually has me a bit worried because Beyonce has her Renaissance tour starting next week. And I think she's kind of rested on her laurels a bit as like, I'm Beyonce, but this Taylor Swift tour, 
Uh, Rolling Stone just called it the tour of a generation. It is Taylor beyond. is eating the girls up with yeah. this tour. I'm it's very true. upset it's not coming to Canada. I have seen her, but like... I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, Trevor and I were t- talking about this, and I was like, it's not? I just assumed there had to be a Toronto date. She's just doing a U.S. tour, but who knows? Maybe she will expand it, but it's the Eras tour. Like, oh, I just need I know, to it would see be good. it. And she's just at the top of her game, and I just love, like she's put on a little weight like she struggled with eating disorders in the past she's just rocking her natural hair she's playing her guitar and she's, I know she's slaying she is the best you know singing artist out there right now and i love her lyrics honestly i think they've gotten stronger as she's as her albums yeah. have gone on oh, totally yeah um anyways i'm just a bit nervous about the renaissance tour i know people have been trying to leak certain things but i'm just like what is happening like it's I... a week away and we don't know what this what's happening I know. And I, listen, I'm sure she has some crazy plan and, you know, like I'm sure this is all intentional, but I don't know you guys. And I know people were eating up. Who's that one YouTube comment? Oh, commenter, AJ. AJ. People yeah. were eating AJ up for being critical of Renaissance. And let me tell you guys, if I speak, a lot of people would be upset. A lot I of know. people would be upset with me. But... Well, that, that YouTuber does like first listens. And I'll be honest, I didn't like Renaissance at all the first time I listened to it. Neither did Dax, but it grew on us a lot. And like, yeah, it, it honestly is a good oh, album. No, it I, takes a bit. It is to a work good it. album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think, I just think in the whole era, mm-hmm. I've got some, some criticisms with yeah. this rollout. To me, it but, seems, well, no visuals ever came out. And allegedly, I mean, I know last week there was rumors that part two was going to come out this week. And Never it does. It's, uh, yeah. I don't know. It seems that Beyonce, the older, the more further into her career she gets, she doesn't like being in public or going outside. So people are like, how is she going to literally be doing shows for the next like six weeks, many nights a week? She hates being in public. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I was going to mention Swift Gron because... <laughs> I don't know if you guys are into the whole conspiracy that Taylor Swift has had like several um, like homosexual relationships. So the most notable, (laughs) I mean, according to people who are who follow this are allegedly her and Carly Kloss, which I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are aware of that one. But the other big one is Diana Agron. And I'm not going to do this justice. There's so (laughs) many investigative Mm -hmm. reports you can find them on tiktok and youtube and everything of like all the times she has referenced specific things that like tie into her friendship with diana agron which was around the time of kind of like 2012 red era there's like all kinds of weird things mentions of like her cat and like all these really specific things that people are like her and diana yeah were same, in with carly. same with carly i, I think same, carly same and her might I, I be- if i <laughs> i would believe the carly one before i would believe yeah. the diana one but no one has like diana has never ever spoken about it and just like today <laughs> or yesterday in the news a journalist asked her okay you guys i should have it in front of me but there's not much to say yeah. her response was just like yeah people pe- there's been all kinds of crazy stories of me dating people yep like, but she didn't like she, I think she, she denied it. She, I, she was just like, you know, we are close friends, but I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know. You not, now I'm being conspiracy minded. <laughs> I feel like even her response was still a bit winky. Like, I, I think if anything, they're being intentionally like, they just don't want to say it either way. And she might be in on the joke with Taylor of like, let's just, Yeah, you know. look, Diana Agron could use the press. So maybe that's why she's being trying I to know, get in the headlines. I kind of love Diana Agron, but it's like, where, where'd she go? She was in this good movie, Shiva Baby. Did yes. you ever see that? Oh my yeah. God, Saw It on a Plane, you guys. Worst turbulence of my life. Oh, and that's in a, tears. In, that's and an I'm intense watching, movie. I'm, I'm watching Shiva Baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh, I'll never forget it. But um, a bit of a small role for Diana. But... Bit of a small role, but gorgeous girl, love her. Yeah. Okay, number two on my list. I mean, this one's kind of lame, but I saw it today. Sia got married. Mm. Shout out, clap if you love Sia. No silence. <laughs> silence. Crickets. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually love 
Her early albums. Yeah. Clap if you know her 1, early 000 albums. 1,000 Ways to Die or 1,000 Ways um, of Fear or something. I'm just the girl that you lost to cocaine. What the? Oh, I like oh, that. What classic. is that? There's like a techno remix that's really good too. Okay. Yeah. And Shh. Oh, Breathe Me. Clap if you know Breathe, breathe Me. Breathe Me. From I the love... Six Feet Under series finale. Clap if you know I it. I think it might have been in Twilight too. Oh, and that one had me down bad well, in the fifth grade. I also love her two biggest hits, Elastic Heart and Chandelier. That album, like she had a bit of a grip on the culture. When I, something, Chandelier... <laughs> really no? got me yeah got okay me it did one. how could it not elastic heart us. is good but let me yeah. tell you something in that time like 2016 to 2018 you couldn't go to cruise and tangos without seeing a drag queen perform that song and i, I feel like i've just heard and seen that performance so many times from every drag queen in toronto that now elastic heart get it away from me just okay good that, to I've know been overexposed you know that happens with some songs but the girls but aren't making a ballad like that she anymore was chewing back then yeah and those music videos and she with wrote Ziegler. yeah she wrote like all the other girl- diamonds by rihanna yep she, she wrote, wrote diamonds that. i think she i think she wrote and has background vocals on exo by yeah. beyonce yeah uh and perfume by britney spears oh, i love <laughs> that's one of my favorite britney songs okay so okay. who'd she marry just some um, guy yeah, I honestly didn't even read about the guy. Okay. I just looked at the pictures. I mean, you, you could have told me it's a woman, it's a horse, it's a... It's I think Marley. the last straw for we, Sia was that, was that movie with Maddie Ziegler. The, where oh, Matt, yeah. You guys, I'm not even going to go like there. I already got weird... into Trump stuff. I'm not going to talk about it. You guys can look it up. Um, okay, next on my list, we're actually going to talk about No, you went twice. Oh, you go, yeah. Coronation. Oh, good one. We've been sending some videos back and forth of like the royal family trying to dance to Lionel Richie. And just like we said on our last show, when we were making fun of the artists, they were just as cringe as we expected them to be. It, the videos were killing me, you guys. <laughs> like, uh, it's like giving SNL skit of just like corny white family. The, no rhythm. No like, rhythm. No rhythm. Oh my God, too good. But. I don't know. I feel like maybe, I think maybe just like the way I consume media has changed so much in the past 10 or 15 years. But I feel like I remember being in high school when Kate and William got married and it felt like the biggest event of my lifetime. Like I just remember you couldn't escape it. Like it was such a big deal. It's all anyone was talking about. We were talking about at school, whatever. This, like, I don't know. And I was on vacation when it happened. So you cut me some slack. In a British island. I know, but you you know what? It was crickets. And you guys, I did some anthropological research because there were tons of British tourists Mm -hmm. at my hotel. And I got mixed responses. There was a group of women from Brit. They were actually British Airways flight attendants who had like four days off. So they stayed on the island. Inside scoop. And this one woman I befriended, they, well, actually that whole group, they were very pro Charles and they were excited and they, they were like, yeah, I can't, we can't wait to get home tomorrow because we're throwing a party. Like I'm throwing a coronation party and I bought decorations. So they were very like royalists. Right. But then the other British people I talked to were for the most part, like, uh, couldn't care less, you know, interesting opinions were split. I'm really comforted to hear you befriended a British flight attendant. That's oh, just like what you guys you need that is so on me. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, we just hit it off instantly. Like, yeah. You guys know me. But um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you think of the whole thing? I thought Kate looked pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm over her. But, you know, I was waking up at 5 a.m. to watch her wedding when, when we were in grade eight. Of course, oh, a royal wedding sure. hits a bit different than an old man's coronation. But um, I did see the disturbing yeah. coverage of his fingers. Oh, I didn't see his fingers. Oh. He, does he have sausage fingers? Holly, huge. <laughs> and more disturbing than the finger itself, it's specifically his middle finger, is no. they're holding up. There's this shot of them holding up, like, the ring on one of those fake, like, felt 
jewelry yeah. display things and like the size of that looks like lol it's like it's it's huge right so, anyway. i'm gonna be honest all the photos of them released are pretty ghastly so <laughs> we gotta be honest there oh my god the kids are cute though shout out to them yeah the kids are cute and you know what like i i do think it is time to start to um i mean at least in canada's relationship with the monarchy some countries have done it like barbados yeah. they've abolished the monarchy so i'd love to see that happen oh my god I but would, did you like... hear today they announced 20 dollar bill charles i know Anyways, okay i we're just done. want the goose back on the bill i know just bring a bit back of nature. Birds. what about reverence for nature i miss that um i have a few more things to say about it so camilla i mean side chicks stay winning good job camilla boo have you there's all these like tiktoks of people like impersonating diana in heaven watching it and just being so catty it's funny anyways camilla posed in front of for her royal portrait the blackamoor statue which was featured very prominently in the photo and as we know in the megan documentary the harry and megan princess michael the very racist princess michael she wore one she wore a brooch of the blackamoor which is like kind of a yeah offensive racist uh piece of art yeah. yeah when she met Megan, so I just wasn't really pleased with that. <laughs> uh, yeah, how did they how did they drop that ball twice? I know. Like, it's almost like... They need to get rid of that. Like, they... Ugh. When white supremacists kind of signal at each other, I, I notice. I'm just going to put that out there. And, yeah, other than that, um, I don't wish them well. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, my next... News <laughs> item. Um, Tom Cruise and Shakira. Didn't see that okay. one coming. I don't. He's not. You know what? You know what mm. they say. There's a Zenu in your closet. <laughs> Shakira and Tom Cruise have been spotted hanging out and canoodling in Miami. Well, I no, don't know. They're just. They were in the F1 box together. Come on, all the stars. Know, they go to F1. Guys, he doesn't step out for anything. So it's like, and she's she's post. That she's could be some off. good press for both of them. Yeah, it could be some good press for both of them. So I'll be interested and I'll be watching. Whoever Shakira. put that together is a bit of a mastermind. But come on, do we really think Tom Cruise is like? I don't know. Into like gorgeous women? Maybe he is. We don't know. <laughs> he could be. Okay, we did, allegedly. Um, okay, you go next. I only have one more after this, and it's just a personal rant. Oh my god, yeah, this is so dumb. No one's gonna care at all, but I did see that Soldier Boy was ordered to pay a quarter million dollars after he was found that he kidnapped and abused his ex-girlfriend a couple years ago, so I just want to put it out there, if you don't listen to R. Kelly, if you don't listen to Michael Jackson, I think we gotta add Soldier Boy to the list. I think we gotta add Soldier Boy to the list, and not to bring <laughs> up another name that is firmly on that list for me, personally, Chris Brown. And I think I think we, I think most of us have turned away from Chris Brown, but then it's like, I still have locals on my Instagram yeah. who are like these diehard Chris Brown fans. And I'm like, what year are we living in? All A, B, like, the, no. <laughs> Shout no. out to our friend and listener, Hannah, who loves and hates Chris Brown a lot. It's a really con- conflicted okay. relationship. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I will say I was singing this week. Fucking Robitussin. I don't know why, but you had a skeleton on your back. But then when I learned it was Chris Brown, I turned it off. Is that his song? I didn't know. Yeah, I think so. Jam. Anyway. He was in the news this week, though, Tristan. You might have missed it because you were in Antigua. So he uh, got into a fight with Usher, like a physical fight at some party. And then a few days later, he got into another physical fight. Yes, I did see that. And it was just showing more examples of his violent behavior that he he maintains people are so harsh and judgmental of what he did to Rihanna 10 years ago. Well, listen, there you go. And look, the more we stream his music, the more he can pay his bond. The more he can line his pockets. And you know what, you guys? Okay, (laughs) we're really rambling today. Someone told me a story. Comment down below if it was you. I swear (laughs) it was like at an after party, like after the club years ago. Someone told me a story that either they or a friend of theirs was out in LA. It was like a group of girls. They like 
met Chris Brown at a club or something. He invited them back and he stole $200 from this girl's wallet. No way. It was like the girl Someone went to the bathroom know? or something. I I don't know where I heard this story. I, I want to say like I heard it from the source. Yeah. But maybe I heard it on a TikTok or something. But it was like the girl got up to go to the bathroom or whatever. And it was like Chris Brown like stole $200 from God, her. God, I wouldn't put it past him. Maybe it was a flight attendant you met on vacation. <laughs> maybe. Okay. My last thing is I was at the airport... Did I mention I went on vacation? No, anyways. Um, I and I was pre- I was pretty disturbed by this to, by this site by what I saw on the newsstand. I'm scared. It was not not one, but two People magazine covers. So two separate People magazines dedicated to Melissa McCarthy. Now listen. <laughs> I think Melissa McCarthy is talented. I love her. Yeah. Um I think she's great, very funny. Loved her in Bridesmaids. Do I think there is an appetite for two separate Melissa McCarthy People magazines? Like, who's buying this? Like, that's, that's you know how I told you guys in an earlier episode, People magazine is the knee pads of the news industry <laughs> and that, like, celebrities just pay to be in People magazine? Melissa McCarthy paid for those covers. The, Melissa McCarthy is not a, I, and I get it, with The Little Mermaid, and maybe if it was Hallie. Oh, yeah, Little Mermaid. Hallie on one cover, Melissa on another, I get it, but it's like, it's not two, even tied to yeah. Little Mermaid. The whole, the, literally, the magazine just says, like, Melissa, we love her. And it's like something like that. You know, I'm not getting that right, but it's like, really? Okay. That also begs the question, how many people magazines are they putting out a week? (laughs) I know. And it was, it was like, you know, you could buy both covers if you wanted. I'm like, are people collecting Melissa McCarthy magazine covers? Like in what world? It was so bizarre. (laughs) The Gilmore Girls super fans. Anyways, I had to mention it. uh, Okay. You know what? Actually, I was at the airport too this weekend. It was a work trip, not as leisurely as Tristan's, but you know who I noticed on the people magazine cover? And I thought, who the hell cares? Padma Lakshmi. On the cover of People. Oh. So now we're adding a third. So they put three Peoples out this week and they've got Melissa, Melissa, and Padma. Like, come on. Get a a life. Okay. I know Padma Lakshmi is like, she's from Top Chef or one of them. Yeah. She's an icon. But the way, the way she pops up every once in a while, and I'm like, I don't know. Is she that famous? We could do more on her later. You know, because she was married to Salman Rushdie. Do you know him? No. The fatwa. Anyways, those who know, who know. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And get into some of these crazy blonde gals who we're here to cover. Bye. We're back. We're back. Ding okay. dong. So let's get into let's get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode. We have decided to split today's episode into two separate parts because. Uh, so we're gonna start with Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> yes. Let me let me just spit it out. There are so many podcasts, television shows. Uh, Hulu miniseries dedicated to the Elizabeth Holmes story. So we didn't want to give you guys a full episode of Elizabeth Holmes. It has been rehashed and like. If you're listening to, to this, you definitely know the story of Theranos Elizabeth Founder Holmes. Elizabeth yeah. Holmes. Um, so, but what has a new development in the story is a brand new article in the New York, new York Times. Times that came out this week, right? Like mm-hmm. on Monday, um, that describes her life as Liz. Just, she's Liz. just a mommy. Liz Holmes. Mother of yeah. two. Don't be Liz, confused. We're talking about Elizabeth Holmes, but so she goes by Liz. We need to talk about some of the revelations that come out of this article. Mm-hmm. But first, I will give you guys just a quick refresher in yeah. case like anyone has forgotten. So um, basically the whole story is Elizabeth Holmes. She actually does come from a formerly wealthy family. It was like her great, great grandfather so she grew up with a little bit of privilege but allegedly by the point of her parents they had squandered most of their fortune so it's not that she was wealthy but she did grow up in some circles where you have some connections or you know some people right 
She goes to Stanford for chemical engineering. Um, she's like a bit of a genius as a kid and in high school. She like learns Mandarin and does like a summer program learning Mandarin. She's really driven, whatever. She goes to Stanford for chemical engineering, drops out in her sophomore year to invent, to move forward with a like medical technology idea that she has as an entrepreneur, um, which is where Theranos kinds of comes from. She starts out Theranos with a $1 million loan from a family friend. So that's what I mentioned is like, she clearly had- At the age of 19. At the age of 19, you mm-hmm. guys. So she drops out of school. She, she tells her professors about her idea. Her idea is to develop this machine that can test your blood for hundreds of different- With just a pinprick. With just a pinprick, with just one drop of blood. Look, we all so, know now you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. And you guys know, it's like, if you need blood work done, you're getting vials, honey. You're getting like four to six vials out. Yeah. Her, her big idea was like to create this machine where it would just be like a prick of blood. Um, it could, this machine could be on battlefields and in hospitals and, you know, all in pharmacies. So everyone would have access to instant diagnostic testing. That was the other thing. It's like it would test your skin, your your blood instantly for all these diseases, whatever. So she starts her company with a $1 million loan from a family friend. Um, and then the story just like gets crazier from there. And it really coincides with the early rise of like girl bossery feminism in the early yes. 2010s. Also the rise of like Silicon Valley, like VC tech startup totally. culture. And she she really like sells this idea to all these people and she gets a couple of really huge investors that only add to her credibility. So one of them is like a former secretary of state, um, like a bunch of major political figures. The, oh, yeah. Devo, like, the Devos family, like Betsy Devos from DeVos, if you guys, yeah, DeVos, if you guys remember Schultz, her. George the, Schultz, uh, the Walmart yeah. family, like she had major investors, Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. So it's like once you once you get one of those big investors, now you, they all believe it. And her whole thing was like, we're going to change the world with these machines. And we're going to test one drop of blood for all these diseases. She eventually secures a deal with Walgreens. And she's a value. Her company, Theranos, is evaluated at $8 billion. And she's like 26. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's insane. She's on the cover of Time magazine. She's like the perfect girl boss. And her whole thing is like she does. She kind of emulates Steve Jobs. She (laughs) only wears a black turtleneck. Her hair red pulled lipstick. in a tight pony and red lipstick. That is like her and whole vibe. And she's got this weird, deep voice. And she has this weird, deep voice. Which we all know she's famous so, for. Tristan, I think you're leaving out a large part of the story, which is Sunny, or sorry, yes. Ramesh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, so when she was uh, in China going to like some university co-op program, um, at some point in 2002, she meets this older Indian businessman who had bought and sold a company. He'd been married. I think he'd had kids before. And he kind of connects with her and he becomes like the ceo and maybe as she alleges the puppet master of this whole thing yeah so he invests 13 million dollars of his own money pretty early and he becomes she's the ceo he becomes like her right hand man and he kind of mentors her through this process so just so i I will get there because it does come up but so she signs this deal with walgreens she gets the machines they're called the edison machine and oh sorry sorry you guys backing up a little bit (laughs) She hires all the staff. At one point, she has like 750 staff members at their Silicon Valley like offices. But the whole thing in the workplace is that no one's allowed to speak to each other and no one's allowed to see the machine. Like, so no one actually knows if these machines are working or not. And you're not really allowed to ask your coworkers what they know about it. Like she just really establishes this culture where she can secrecy. really get away with anything because there's so much secrecy. 
and she won't let anyone actually see these machines. And she sets up this deal with Walgreens. The machines are, still aren't in Walgreens, but they start accepting patients who are like yeah. donating blood. And then what she's doing or what Theranos is doing is just taking the blood and sending it to third-party labs to have it tested. Like but these machines, with that small amount of blood, you actually can't properly test, test for any for of this stuff. So it's a yeah. whole shit show. And I'm going to get this wrong, but it's a whole shit show. They're, they're <laughs> giving people false diagnoses. Yes. They're like losing people's blood. It's a whole mess. There is one, one of the cases, because fast forward, she's going to jail for 11 years now for fraud. But one of the uh, like victims, she was told that she was having a miscarriage when she actually was having a really healthy pregnancy and unfortunately i think she um i don't know ended her pregnancy so there were real yeah. world consequences so there were real world consequences and the whole thing blows up when one of the this wall street journal journalist david carreyrou begins an investigation and it's really hard to get anyone to talk because the staff are so terrified of her and there is so much secrecy. What year is this? But this is around 2015. Okay. So, sorry, you guys. From kind of 2012 to 2015, she blows up and is on the cover of magazines and on talk shows. And she is this girl boss CEO. She's like on the board at Harvard. Yeah. She's only in her mid-20s. Like people cannot believe how successful and amazing and what a genius this girl is, right? Um, in 2015, this journalist starts this piece because he starts to hear whispers. Like what he... He even, I heard him in an interview kind of saying, he was like, I thought maybe like the CIA was involved because she mentioned these machines being available like on the battlefield in Afghanistan and she had all these crazy claims and then no one would really talk. But the real whistleblower was George Shultz, former secretary of state, his grandson who, so George was an investor. His grandson was an employee at um, Theranos. He talks and as a result, it's like he ends up having to pay $500,000 of his own legal fees to fight Theranos, who are trying to stop him from but talking. But, like, he's a Schultz grandson. I'm sure he's got I'm lots sure to spare. Got money, right? but, so he, they end up blowing the lid off this whole thing. And it turns out it's a huge, massive scam. These machines are, do not work. They, like, don't exist. The prototypes have not been completed. She's, like, she's tricked all these investors. One thing that came out in the court case was that she had even, like, on um, investor documents or reports she had just like photoshopped the logos of various pharmaceutical companies on the top to make it seem like they had backed her idea when they hadn't like wow. the whole thing was just a house of cards so she goes to trial this is just in like 2020 2021 ish mm -hmm. the trial does get pushed back several times and then again because of the COVID 19 pandemic um and in the trial there are crazy things that happens. I mean, she's such an SNL character. She has her deep voice. She has her like iconic look. She never changes, you guys. She also like only drinks green juice. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about. She has kind of changed it up. Well, she has as of now, but, but we're talking about whole, yeah up until yeah, now. A couple things come out in her defense. Um, in well, the first thing is like she shows up to the trial pregnant. Yeah. So that's a big one. And also in the midst of the investigation, as the company's going under, she starts dating this new guy who is a hotel heir, and he's only twenty six. Mm -hmm. And by this point, she's kind of in her thirties. Um, they go to Burning Man. Yeah, <laughs> like this is all in the new article. So wait, yeah, are yeah, we yeah. then telling her story? No, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I'm just in the trial now. But um, a couple of the revelations that come out of the trial are she alleges that it was Sunny. Mm -hmm. but, and at this point, it is revealed. Sorry, you guys, I'm all over the place. At this point, it is revealed to everyone that her and Sunny were having a romantic relationship this entire time. They were living together. Which like, duh. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've seen this one before, right? But she alleges in her court testimony that he was abusive and controlling and sexually abusive and he made her quote like he advised her in business and was a mentor but at the same time 
he was so controlling um, that he made her like change her voice and change the way she looked and put her on this really strict regimen, waking up at 4 a.m., like drinking all this Be green vegan. juice. Yeah. Yeah. Staying at the office, you know, 16 hours, like all these crazy things. So she, her whole thing was like, actually, it was him behind all of it. Um, I mean, I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. I'm not denying her claims of abuse. That's horrible. Um, but the whole thing is like a huge, crazy mess. She ends up being convicted of four out of 11 counts. She's not convicted on any of the charges um, pertaining to actual patients, um, but she is convicted of some of the wire fraud stuff. She receives 11, a sentence of 11 years in prison. When she shows up to the sentencing, she's pregnant for a second time. Yeah. So that's another like huge thing. <laughs> Because some, well, some people allege that it's part of her defense strategy well, to yeah. show up pregnant. In the new article, it said that the the uh, legal teams were upset that she showed up pregnant. They thought she the was... The prosecution yeah. was upset because yeah. they, when she showed up pregnant for the sentencing, it had to be pushed back yeah. again so she could deliver the baby. The trial had already pushed back from COVID. They were like, wow, she just keeps doing these things to get like things further delayed, right? Allegedly. Um she is sentenced to 11 years in prison and fun fact she is woo. set to serve woo fun fact she is set to serve her sentence at the same facility in Texas as real housewife of salt lake city jennifer shaw shout out to the federal prison camp in bryan texas jen has already been producing her plays there so we just know elizabeth is a born star when elizabeth gets a role <laughs> in jen's direction oh last thing i forgot to mention before we get into the new article in the trial it is also revealed that she was faking her deep voice yeah like she does not talk like that like the whole thing was part of her like idea of emulating steve jobs which side note there is a video going around this week i don't know if you guys know the tiktok youtuber or tiktoker michaela nagara who does the boston Kim Kardashian. Accent. <laughs> apparently she's faking her boston accent too so just no, putting you on that early so tristan thank you that was a very concise summary have you watched or listened or read any of the books that have been read or been produced I, about her i watched the original documentary bad blood on hbo La- bad blood on hbo Very good. and then i've listened to i think i saw the 2020 episode as well and if you guys are interested the entire 2020 episode is available on apple podcasts too. oh nice so it's just like an hour or whatever there's also a good book written haven't read that i believe uh, some friends of ours have and then of course they recently made the emmy award-winning show the dropout starring amanda seyfried on um, hulu and disney plus in canada I watched a few episodes. I'm going to be honest. I just found the character to be a little bit too creepy and I just had to tune out. But it was a great performance and I already knew the story. Yeah, I think I didn't watch The Dropout because I think by that point I was just pretty exhausted by the whole story. It was like, yeah. there's nothing new to learn here. Yeah. Like, we have all consumed so much Elizabeth Holmes content. But do you agree Amanda Seyfried is mother? Oh, that's mother. That's mother. Okay. Yeah. And Fair. her Matt Gala, eight. Yeah. Standing up for the writers, shaking her little period 20s outfit. Mm, love it. <laughs> um, so now let's get into the New York Times article. Where she comes out as Liz Holmes. <laughs> We're going yes. for the rebrand, folks. So I, I, Holly, you tell me how you want to do this, but I have pulled some of my favorite quotes. Yeah. And then some of my comments, some of my commentary. Same, same. So I'm going to start with something that really stood out for me. So as Tristan mentioned, she has two babies now, two little kids. Didn't say their genders. I'm thinking it's two boys, maybe a boy and a girl. The first child's name is William. The second child's name is Invicta. (laughs) Latin for invincible. 
Who the hell names their kids William and Invicta? I know. If you, if one's William, yeah. you can't you can't you know throw you, the other one. I know. I'm like really poor Invicta. What the yeah. hell type of name is Invicta? I hope it's a boy, no I, or a girl. I, know, I don't they know. Don't really they say. don't say. They're pretty cagey in how they. Anyway, so I I thought that was hilarious. Okay, my overall let's think like overall takes away from this. Uh, you might not like this, but I honestly I like the author started to sympathize with her a little bit i know and it's been controversial on social because people are like why are we sympathizing with this convicted convicted criminal and another thing you guys should know (laughs) is the whole reason the article was written is because she was supposed to turn herself into prison on april 27th or by april 27th so just like a week ago a week and a half ago um but that has been extended again because her team is arguing that because she's the mother of two young children, it's like a five-month-old and a one-year-old. She needs um, to keep breastfeeding and she, finish it up. She yeah. has to finish breastfeeding before she can go to prison. But again, <laughs> it's like she she just keeps coming up with these, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's like I don't know how it keeps getting extended. And people, rightfully so, are like, you know, especially in America, there are people serving sentences for it's it's just for much lesser yeah. crimes. Um, at least in terms of monetary value. But of fraud. course, she's going to be treated differently. To be honest, a lot of the white-collar male criminals, we wouldn't blink twice if it was them in the same shoes. So. I know. And that was a point that I had, too, after reading all of this. Is like yeah. A lot of this, it's true, is like this happens every day in corporate America. I think the, the story was just what so happens? juicy and tantalizing. <laughs> like fraud yeah. and criminal activity at the highest level. Um, in like organizations and finance and things like that. I think the story was so juicy because it was Elizabeth. Like she was such a character. Yes. And let me jump back in. So I think the overall, and then we can get into specifics. The overall tone of the article was like the author really liked her. To be honest, she seems like she's in this great marriage, living in California with her kids, doing the best she can. And she seems remorseful. And she seems like she truly believed in Theranos. And the author, you know, has been warned not to fall for her lies and her fraud and you know even her editors like you've been you've been played but like i i came out kind of seeing both sides of it like of course you know i don't think what she did was right but at the same time she became kind of a figurehead for like this is a phrase from the article girl bossing too close to the sun it's like you don't want to see a woman in tech succeed and i i think that's true she did girl boss too close to the sun, but I do think she's a master manipulator. Yeah. And I think she is very, very smart, and all of this is very intentional. And there are several parts throughout the article Hit where me. I am like, okay, she knew what she's doing with some of these quotes and stuff. And well, like, I don't want to get into, like, she works now for a rape crisis hotline, and she also talks a lot about her, like, sexual assault, which she says is what caused her to start all of Theranos and all of this. The dots, the math ain't mathing on that, but... I and I'm we're not going to speak on that. I'm not going to yeah. listen. I've, I, you know, yeah, I'm not touching that. But some of the things I wanted to mention the journalist asks why she created her public persona. So the deep voice mm. and the lipstick and the turtlenecks. She says, quote, I believed it would be how I would be good at business and taken seriously and not taken as a little girl or a girl who didn't have good technical ideas. Maybe people picked up on that and as not being authentic since it wasn't. Well, it wasn't. And you actually didn't have good technical ideas. No. She completed exactly like one and a half years of chemical engineering school. And they said she didn't even have the most rudimentary understanding of, uh, let alone chemical engineering, of um, like biotechnology. Like she had no expertise in this area whatsoever. Yes, but you know what? A lot of male genius founders, they are not the ones creating the actual product. It's 
it is about the idea. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's I think we might look back in like 10, 20 years from now and kind of revisit this in a feminist way. And I have to say, like, I've mentioned this before on the podcast. This is the kind of like delusional scheme I could see myself getting involved in. Like if these opportunities whole, kept presenting themselves, who yes. knows? I might have rolled with it. This whole story <laughs> is just a testament, as are many of the scams we talk about on this podcast. It's just a testament to commitment. Yeah. She committed to the bit mm-hmm. and she still <laughs> has not let it go. And like, it's still going. Like it, it shows you that if you just try hard enough, you can make anything happen. She walked so Anna Delvey could run. Yeah, but you know what? Like, I just keep coming back to, like, her commitment to the bit was, like, okay, obviously she wanted all the fame and fortune of, like, being this person, but it was for a product that would, like, help people detect illnesses earlier. You know, it's not like Elizabeth Finch where you're just trying to get a job writing on Grey's Anatomy and (laughs) faking cancer. Like Those are very different things. I think that if someone had come up with this product, that's what she wanted, and it all would have gone okay. Okay, Back to the article. Yeah. Some of the other red flags are like, she's really desperate for the journalist to hang out with her. Like, I mm-hmm. think, I just think her and her husband, and this was my She keeps too. taking the journalist to the zoo. She's like, we got it. Let's go to the zoo again. We got to go back to the zoo. And my whole thing is like, I'm trying to decide if the husband is in on the, yeah, on the bit That's what I want to talk about with you. Or if she has also swindled the husband. So. Wait, let me, can I say something? So yeah. she, the husband, Billy Evans. So like Tristan said, his parents are hoteliers in San Diego and they met at a party in 2017. So Theranos had been shut down at this point, but she was not indicted and it didn't become like this national shit show until the next year. So she was 32 and he was 25. But a big focus of this article is like, how naive she was when she be- was 32 and like it all shut down and she was out of the relationship with Sunny because if we're to believe the article she was in like an abusive and controlling relationship with him yeah which she and denies had, and had been <laughs> robbed of the growing up that you do in your 20s yeah like no friendship no socializing and it is documented that she at one point during Theranos she pulled a female employee aside and she was like the way that like Sunny treats me like is that like normal and like normal adult relationships like she was pretty clueless so apparently when she met billy evans at this party and like they're both pretty cute i mean she's definitely got her look a lot better now she's got some like smoother in the hair yeah we're not doing the red lipstick he's pretty cute and so i can see how like a 25 and a 32 year old would fall in love at a party like totally she probably is a very i mean look she's in transination i'm sure she can trans a dumb guy at a party yeah so they're kind of like us against the world and then i think a guy can get caught up in that mindset of like us against the world so i kind of buy it and also his family is now on her side like yeah yeah so we'll get into that too because i thought oh maybe like he's estranged from his family but he they seem to support her one of the quotes from her in the article is finding your person in the middle of all of this and experiencing that love when you're going through hell is the most beautiful thing i've ever experienced I mean, I like that. Like, again, like, maybe I shouldn't be sympathizing with her, but I'm like, yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, It talks about how they went to Burning Man. Um, (laughs) She says that she burned a tribute to Theranos. There was an incredible sense of grief because I'd given everything to it my whole life since I'd been 18, she said of that period. She also became an RV girl, which for me is a big red flag. I don't know if you guys have any people on your Facebook who like do the whole tiny home RV thing. Yeah. I don't know. Not to be judgmental. But... Oh, judge the shit. You know what we don't like on TikTok is when um people make their kids live in like animal cage conditions in the RVs. <laughs> <laughs> Danny so Pellegrino true. doesn't like that either. So true. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, if you keep listening, there will be an RV tie-in to our next subject. Yes. Okay, you guys. <laughs> Sorry. You got you to gotta stay with us. We're almost done with Lizzie. Yeah. Um... They also are a bit elusive about 
Mr. Evans, Billy. Yeah. Um, it says that during the time that the journalist spent time with them, he took a few calls for work. Um, the journalist asked what he does. He said, quote, a lot of different stuff. Investing, starting companies. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's giving a bit Louis Ruelas for me. Oh. Like, whatever that means. You mean the founder of Rulala? <laughs> you, mean the, you mean the founder of Rulala and husband of Teresa Giudice? Um, yeah. So that's a bit of a red flag for me, too. But they're, it's just giving the same thing as Look, her. Like, he has bit... family money. His parents probably pay for his Well, life. yes. So he that's need to... my next thing. Um, uh, Miss Holmes has, like, millions and millions in legal fees. I believe. 30 some, million. I think both of More. the lawyers she's worked with, one of which was fired. She's been... Have also worked for the Clintons. So these are like A-list lawyers. Um, She owes millions in legal fees. The journalist asks um, her about how she's paying these legal expenses. She says, I can't. I have to work for the rest of my life to try to pay for it. He asks if Mr. Evans' family is helping her cover the legal expenses. She shakes her head no. So I don't know who's paying for it. Well, who knows? Maybe they just don't want to be on record as saying they're paying it's really no one's business who's paying for them yeah okay that's it's true. my bus- it's but our business that's, but for, for the for the detractors they would say maybe that's some motivation for her in this relationship is that she has caught a big fish yeah you know what i saw the pictures support. i got to the end of it and i thought i think they might they might be the real deal might be meant to be. <laughs> um and look it's only 11 years the kids will be 11 when she gets out that sucks you missed the best 11 years but uh <laughs> billy's father as holly mentioned is pro liz this is a quote that really shook me <laughs> yeah by billy's father william l evans tally there are over 67 million 600,000 and 600 web results on ms holmes all of them negative compared with 21 million results many of which are positive for osama bin laden <laughs> I know that quote. It's it's a bit jarring, but I again I think we hold women to some different standard. Like, because you know what she said. The, she was like, "When I get out of jail, I want to keep making medical devices." Me when I'm delusional. Me yeah. when I'm crazy. Well, the the author of the article did many times say she is delusional. Uh, that's yeah. never changed. She still and comes she off as very delusional. That she maintains that her dreams of the Edison machine would have come true if it weren't for all of the attention she received, which, <laughs> I mean, I, I think it was a pipe dream. Like, I don't yeah. think that machine was ever going to exist. Um, she, he also tells a story of how her, her Siberian husky named Balto went missing oh, when a crazy. mountain lion carried it away from the front porch and Liz spent 16 hours searching in the woods for the dog. She knew it was dead, but she kept searching uh, and then she found it. She found it dead, yeah. Not alive. Well. <laughs> that And that was the author's way of like ex- showing her delusion that she still like can't um, shake. So... Okay, couple more things. Go get it. Quote, over antioxidant smoothies, Miss Holmes told me she has ideas for COVID testing, drawing on her work in a Singapore lab as a college student during the SARS outbreak. Honey, you're going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gonna, they're gonna, there's not gonna be Go. any COVID testing machines. Tristan, come on, be real. You don't think there's gonna be a pandemic in I 10 know, years? I but it's like, she's <laughs> delusional. She still thinks that like, this is just gonna happen and she's not going to prison for 11 years. A quote from her here, I still dream about being able to contribute in that space, talking about medical devices. I still feel the same calling to it as I always did. And I still think the need is there. Well, the need is there, but I do not think you will be fulfilling that need. Guys, I have to interrupt. Chris, Tristan has a note in his 
notes where he has that quote and he says me when i'm crazy <laughs> like it's true that ha- is how you get <laughs> her dad also explains how she like something admirable about her is that she refused to plead guilty even though it probably i mean it maybe could have even had her jail sentence reduced entirely yeah um, but she just maintained her innocence and accepted the 11 years which i think speaks more to the fact that this is someone who's not in touch with reality i don't no, look, I'm not going to try to argue she's in touch with reality, but I might argue that she doesn't feel what she did was wrong. Yeah. I mean, the last it thing I have wrong. to say is the article it ends. The article ends with um, the journalist explaining how they like beg him to keep hanging out with them. And he says no. It's Which, a woman. Oh, it's yeah. a woman. Yeah. Oh. She wanted Oop. a new BFF. Women's stories matter. They just do. So i guess i think we'll be hearing from her in prison she just seems like the type we know jen shaw has been active so oh and we know i know lizzie's writing a book yeah and she has a podcast in the works co-hosted by jen shaw actually (laughs) (laughs) i'd be subscribing to that i'd be so there's a patreon but look jen shaw as much as i love her like you're defrauding elderly people who have no money all this stuff like it's a totally different thing they're both yeah you know they're both wrong in different ways but i mean horrible patient stuff aside elizabeth was defrauding rich people and it was just such an enthralling story that like obviously they've just it's been so over covered by the media but i think it's like there's so many male white collar criminals who do similar or worse things and if they don't you know it's not as well exactly look at something like a wolf of wall street it's like you get a movie made about you and you're like a bit of a rock star it's true yeah he's like a motivational speaker now do you think she could be oh she could be and we will be attending Okay. okay we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back talking about someone you someone you may be familiar with <laughs> or you're, you may be not familiar with and that's okay too we'll be right back I'm real housewives on here but this story is just has too much mess for us to avoid and we just she's iconic i think a lot of people they've started watching the bravo and the housewives shows in the past few years so you might not have missed her seasons so we're gonna tell you a little bit about the story of the uh of wig herself kzb of wig yeah so why don't we start from the beginning and just give you guys a quick bio um kim zolciak was born in pensacola florida to a military family she grew up in windsor locks connecticut um so she grew up in windsor locks connecticut this is important sorry you guys it's like whatever i don't want to talk about her parents but at age 17 Zolciak had an affair with a Windsor. So her first brush with fame is at age Yeah, 17. wait, wait. Sorry, before you get background, I just, for people who have no idea who she is, just to give some context, she's, so she is the uh, only white housewife ever from Real Housewives of Atlanta, which is like a um, revolutionary all-black cast, which is like probably the biggest show of the housewives. And she's kind of famous for just being like the definition of white trash, but also <laughs> hilarious. Like she's famous for chain smoking drinking white wine 24 7 out of solo cups often while she's driving her crazy wigs and then we're gonna get into her marriage which and ended her yesterday singing career, her singing career. yeah oh we'll get to that but, and her yeah. relationship with big papa yeah and so, croy and croy and yeah. nini so all of, <laughs> and um sweetie yeah so all of this is sweetie. covered in the real housewives of atlanta but some of the stuff that isn't is the fact that at age 17 she had an affair with a windsor locks police sergeant who interviewed her as a material witness in a criminal investigation initially resulting in his firing um i believe she was 17 and he was i want to say 49 wow you guys can google that but it's like something crazy like that and look Um, she just doesn't give me victim vibes (laughs) i I hate to say it but (laughs) she then um studied nursing at university of connecticut 
I have so that's what it says like on her official bio. She is iconically I think on Reddit, a nurse quotation marks. Yes, <laughs> I know there has been much discussion on Reddit about the credibility of that claim and whether or not she does in fact hold a nursing degree. Um, she has claimed to be a nurse, but she's also claimed a lot of things that have ended up not yeah. being true. Um, <laughs> Also around this time, she moves to Atlanta, Georgia, where her parents had moved, um, eventually settling in the suburb of Johns Creek. There was much discussion, and I do remember this coming up on the early seasons of Housewives of Atlanta, that she worked at the same strip club as, as Nini. Yeah. And I believe it's called like the Cheetah Lounge, something oh, like Viper that. The Viper Room? No. No, 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 no. But yeah. <laughs> um, she says, I mean, a representative for her originally said she was just a cocktail waitress. She didn't actually take her clothes off. I mean, we've heard this one before from a fellow housewife, Melissa Mia. Borga. Mia, too. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But this is a <laughs> She only on stripped in, no, she only served lo- lobster, lobster at the strip club gowns. in a gown. <laughs> um, but so Kim allegedly worked at this strip club. And the reason I bring this up is because she does very early on this is this is in her early 20s and we know that she you know gets addicted to life in the fast lane um (laughs) and by the time she starts housewives of atlanta which is around 2007 she's only 29 which allegedly this is a huge thing is her lying about her age no one buys that she's like she literally looks so road hard and put away wet that she is like probably 10 (laughs) years older like she doesn't know you lie one or two years about your road hard and put away No, like we love her. Like we just thought we we had to cover her today. You guys, the early seasons of Atlanta, she is so entertaining. It's like it, I can't even put into words. No. Like just her with a cigarette and a glass of white wine. Her a and cup me. of white wine. If you know, you know. Abusing their assistants, having a laugh. When they show up to Sheree's party and Kim like gets dressed in the car. <laughs> Oh my god, okay, sorry you guys, it's like making Okay, I did look up the strip clubs they might have worked at. They're either called the Gold Club or the Cake Factory. I saw something about a cheetah. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, there's a lot of clubs. You guys, there's a few. Um, she has a daughter from a previous relationship, born in 1997, named Brielle Karena. She married Daniel Toach, or Tosi, in 2001. And that same year, they had a daughter named Ariana Lene. They divorced in 2003. So... By the time she starts The Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, filming, I believe, was either in two, early 2008, late 2007, she is maintaining a relationship with someone that she refers to only as <laughs> Big Papa. On the show, we see Big Papa buy her a Range Rover. She like makes a real point of going shopping and being like, well, I got to call Big Papa. And guys, um, like, remember, this is the beginning of, like, internet culture. Like, this is the OG sugar daddy. And Tristan has an article here called Who is Big Papa? So who, let's, let's who find is Big out. Papa? <laughs> and a big thing on the show was Nini, her famous quote, close your legs to married men. Because it is eventually revealed that Big Papa is Lee Najjar, who is a successful real estate manager who is was married at the time and is still married to the same woman. Wow, I just learned um, that. I had no idea. Yeah, so they... You know, they were also featured on an episode of Teen Cribs. Um, So they are like immensely wealthy. And he was allegedly bankrolling Kim's life. Another important point from this article is that, and this is courtesy of Yahoo Entertainment, um, in the episode of Teen Cribs, he um, shows off the white Range Rover that he bought his daughter. And it is the same white Range Rover that he buys for Kim 
on Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm not wow. saying he regifted the car, a la Randall Emmett. Yeah, I was but I think it's like he Randall like Emmett. you know he could, did like a two for one and gave them both this with white his Range communal Rover. Range Rover with the Utah girls. So, <laughs> as you guys may know, if you've watched Real Housewives of Atlanta, she meets. Um, so prior to meeting, actually, let's back up. Yeah, she comes out as bi- <laughs> or comes out. She is bisexual on yeah. the show and has a relationship with DJ Tracy Young. Who, fun fact, <laughs> I could do a whole episode on this. DJ Tracy Young is like deeply tied to Madonna since like okay. the '90s. Uh, she was a DJ at Club Liquid in Miami, which is the same club where Madonna and Ingrid Casares, more on them later, mm. you know, frequented. Yeah. Um, and she DJed like I think she DJed Madonna's wedding to Guy Ritchie. Like she's like deeply in Madonna she's world. She's like a DJ. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she does. She often does remixes for Madonna, which is just so random that this woman dated Kim Zolciak Beerman. Yeah. And I think she was the DJ during Kim's performance on Watch What Happens Live of. Um, don't be tardy Google for me the party or, yeah. or Google me. Um, she, just to not to interrupt, but like, sorry, how many times do housewives, when they come out as either bi or gay, they get named like, I'm the first bisexual housewife. I'm the first gay housewife. It's like, okay, how many of you there can you be? <laughs> Period. Um, like, I can probably name like 15 to 20 bisexual or gay female housewives. Kim <laughs> has a pretty iconic music career. In 2008, she began work on a country music album. This is documented on, I believe, season one of Atlanta. She releases a debut single that is not country. It's the iconic dance track, Tardy for the Party. Don't um, be tardy for the party. Oh, <laughs> I love the meme where it's like her performing. She's like, what, 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 what? And then it just shows Nini like making such a funny <laughs> face because like her voice is so bad. So Anyways. the thing is on Real Housewives of Atlanta, a few of, well, like Candy Barras, she wrote all the TLC hits. She was in um, Ecstasy back in the day. So she kind of took. Escape, escape. Escape, sorry. Yes. She was like a legit music industry veteran, singer, songwriter, hit maker. She kind of took Kim under her wing. Kim was like, you know, a lot of housewives, they want to do a single. They want to be a musician. And there's a hilarious season while, where Candy is trying to help Kim get this single off the ground. And it's actually a pretty good single. Uh, it's called Tardy for the Party. Yeah. If you've ever heard of it. Yeah. Um, in, two, in May 2010, she meets... Okay, Atlanta. so this is what we're here to talk about. This is what so we're really this here is, to talk about. Buckle like, up, because we're here to you. talk about... Mr. Kim and Cora. Yeah, I wanted to give them a background. Yeah. But okay, sorry, I'll finish this and then I feel like I'm not letting you talk today. Um, Never. Kim met Atlanta Falcons football player Croy Bierman at a charity event in May 2010. Their meeting was shown on an episode of The Real Houses of Atlanta. They were married at their Roswell, Georgia home on November 11th, 2011. This thing is such a whirlwind to me because they immediately start popping out kids. So by this point, she still she has two daughters who are around like 10 and 12. Slutty adult daughter, teenage, or <laughs> slutty teenage daughters. And we'll get into some of the things they've done, but. <laughs> they have four children together. Croy Jagger, KJ, born 2011. Cash Cade, all with Ks. They really went the Kardashian. Oh God. Cash Cade, born 2012. And twins, Kaya Rose and Kane Wren, born 2013. So she's pregnant for like four years. So now we're up to six kids. She has six in total. She has four with Croy. That's crazy. and okay. So let me give some context here. So first of all, do you remember like the scene where she meets Croy? They're at. It's caught on camera. They're at like a charity benefit, and she's like, "Who's that NFL player with the tight ass?" Yes, I was gonna say. Isn't she like, "Look at his ass." <laughs> yeah. So okay, on the show again, you have to remember she's the only white housewife on Atlanta, so she kind of stands out in certain ways. Like she's just bizarre. So she meets this NFL player, and the vibe is like kind of weird right from the beginning, right? Like. He's so subservient to her. Yes, I was going to say, isn't there a whole thing about her being like a dominatrix? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She sometimes has like a little tie outfit on. So she meets this guy like right away. Like he's this former NFL player from the Falcons. They fall in love. They get married. 
because I think they have a, a wedding spinoff. And then they get this big TV show spinoff called Don't Be Tardy, named yes. after her hit song. So Don't Be Tardy starts in 2012. Okay. And then they're having all these little kids plus their teenage daughters. He adopts the daughters. Like he really, again, until two days ago or yesterday, we thought, and this I still think it. Croy like is a great guy. Yes, he does. And on the shows, he does seem like a big guy. I think, didn't he bring a gun to a reunion though? Red flag. Oh. Or like, did uh, he... That, that's when the, weird. the one reunion where they left okay you guys i could be wrong about that allegedly but i didn't he like threaten pr- threaten a cameraman or something he got he did get violent at a reunion okay that's like not good leaving but, but he loves this crazy chick kim and her daughters and their new kids he loves them and this is also documented on the show they purchase a home located in manor golf and country club in alpharetta georgia in 2012 for $880,000. You guys, that is a lot of money. I'm not saying that's not a lot of money, but for context, $880,000 in Toronto would get you maybe <laughs> a, a two bedroom. Yeah, a or like a one bedroom yeah. condo, right? Yeah. So should they pay $880,000 for a 6,900 square foot home with five bedrooms, six and a half bathrooms, a spa, waterfall, elevator, and basketball court. Isn't yeah. that insane? Well, so Tristan, just... it is 2012. The mortgage it's rates true, were true. really low, and Atlanta is a kind of McMansion kind of territory where you can get a yeah. Big I, house I mean, for just a good those deal. numbers blow my mind. Knowing how real estate is going today, at least in Toronto. But guys, what's but... coming up? We just need to let you know. So they're really set up in a position to have a lot of money right now. They're millions yes, of dollars like, so in they, debt. Listen, <laughs> they purchased this home for eight hundred eighty thousand. But it's important to remember that at this time, Kim has her Housewives of Atlanta check. They have their tardy spin for off. the party check, full spinoff. It's a spinoff literally about their family. And it's like, yeah, it's like Kardashians. Eight seasons. Yeah. I know. And who was watching that? No I know. offense. That's like, the big joke on Bra- Bravo well, viewers always goes, who watches that? But he was an NFL player. So yeah. at this time, they feasibly, at least in theory, have the income to at least support the purchase of this home. Yeah. But they easily. are living lavishly like as (laughs) depicted on the show like she they are just rolling in designer goods her daughters who are underage are rolling in designer goods like they are living like they are they think they're the kardashians and they're kardashian level wealthy right one thing i wanted to mention so her nickname is wig and like she's really (laughs) like even though she's a white blonde woman who you think would have like a normal like head of hair she only wears wigs and like she apparently spends so much money she goes to different states to get the hair under her wig dyed she gets wigs made all over the world then eventually croy starts like becoming like her wig cutter and like he learns how to install her wigs on her head so her nickname is wig and i just want to let you know that the wigs actually they add up and i think this is a huge part of her downfall yes her wigs are super expensive (laughs) so just to give you some again they're just a white blonde wig that a newscaster might like look (laughs) like Like their hair has it's nothing special (laughs) so between 2012 and now they start spending like no tomorrow yeah um so she gets eventually when does she get fired from the show or get let go like she's not like canceled from atlanta housewives but eventually her reign ends yes so she returns as a friend of at one remember point. just briefly for like a minute yeah and then she okay 2012 so yeah her last housewife season is 2012. Her spinoff continues for 
a while until like, like last years. year. Yeah. But during this time, they're spending like crazy. He is let go from the Buffalo Bills and is not rehired into the NFL. So their only income at this point is tardy for the party and her. But also, like businesses. fair enough. Like he's probably in his forties. Like your swim career is not going to last. Or sorry, swim. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Football but, career. Yeah. Just for context, so he's not pulling in NFL player money. Is mm. all I'm trying to say. They're living off of the income primarily from Kim's career on Bravo. She starts a line of skincare products called Cashmere Collection, both with K's, as well as a perfume called Cashmere. I also saw today she has Salty K Swim, like all these random things. She also has Beerman Closet where you can buy her worn clothing. Kind of like how <laughs> Carol Radswell is yes. selling her but clothes, yeah. up until today, I mean, uh, Tardy for the Party gets canceled in 2020. So the checks aren't coming in, at least like they used to. They file for divorce this week. I've read conflicting reports that Croy filed, but now Kim is saying she had planned to. She just didn't get the paperwork done in time. Other websites say she filed. So please correct me if I'm wrong, you guys. But either way, they have filed for divorce. At this time, they're still living in the same home together, which is super awkward. And it has also been revealed that they each... So together, we knew this. We knew this. They yeah. owe 1.1 million to the IRS in unpaid taxes, interest, and penalty from the past few years. They also owe the state of Georgia $15,000 of unpaid taxes from 2018. So this is all in the $800,000 home, which yeah. is insane. And earlier this year, <laughs> uh, there were reports that their home was entering foreclosure in February, but her daughters, Brielle and Ariana, denied it to TMZ at the airport. So the home is in foreclosure. Um, yes. Okay. Let me. So jump they're down in. bad. They're down so bad. And the thing is, like, everyone, they were kind of this laughable family, like, really trashy. But everyone thought Kim and Croy, like, that's true love. They, for some reason, have, like, found each other and they make it work. So it was shocking to hear they got divorced. And everyone knew they had all of these financial issues, like, millions of dollars of tax liens against them. We thought they were going to fight it together. But what's become pretty obvious to anyone with eyes, and again, now the reporting has uncovered it, she has like an insane shopping and gambling addiction, which um, I want to talk a little bit about her gambling addiction because it's kind of hilarious. Again, I don't want to laugh at anyone's misfortune, but when you have a gambling addiction, I'm like, come on. But no one has a gun to your head and is telling you to spend um, 250000 at a Bahamas casino in 2014. Like, she thought she was like Elizabeth Holmes. <laughs> she thought she had Theranos money. Yes. Yeah, so her gambling habit has been revealed as her home has entered foreclosure. She would stay up all night stuffing $100 bills into a slot machine. And she once blew the price of a, in quotes, whole RV on a family trip to Vegas. Don't know how much that cost. Um, <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Maybe Elizabeth Holmes would know, though. Yeah. So we didn't, I don't, me interested in watch Don't Be Tardy for the Party. But apparently her gambling addiction was chronicled. That was like one of the plots on the show. And that was an issue oh. for her her and cry and again she lost 250 at a casino one night in the bahamas she loved the slot machines blackjack blackjack craps and scratch uh tickets and her home will be auctioned uh, soon by the bank in georgia and holly and i will be bidding <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to live there i think it probably is disgusting <laughs> um, one thing i wanted to mention bringing it back to ariana and brielle they've become influencers in their own right i remember they really hit it big on instagram with their hair pictures yeah of their, like illustrious hair but they were very iconic, king kylie they were very king kylie and they both had huge lips make that all three of them because yeah. kim's injections are out of this world but one of their iconic scandals is the time that oh, yes. tweeted Thank you, at Chrissy Teigen. So, so this is when I believe Brielle was 17. Correct me if I'm wrong. She might have been 16, 17, 18. Around. I believe she was underage. Kim tweeted, 
at Chrissy Teigen. So your hubby is coming to Atlanta May 19th and Cash is beyond obsessed with him. Who does Brielle have to blow in order to meet him? LOL. <laughs> Tim. This is a tweet about her asking Chrissy Teigen if her teenage daughter can suck John Legend's dick for tickets for her four-year-old who loves John Legend. What four-year-old, first of all, loves John Legend? Oh, my God. And this this does appear on the Housewives of Atlanta. It came for her, yeah. When Kim and Portia are fighting, and Portia's like, all right, fine. I won't talk about your husband or your hoe daughter anymore. <laughs> the hoe daughter. That is so funny. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to mention that quickly. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, prayers up for Brielle and Ariana. Like, it's this is just a classic, and I know Bethany made a pop-up uh tiktok of course you did <laughs> either today or yesterday about this but this is a classic housewife's tale of like just living beyond your means like they feasibly had the income to support for sure that's why lifestyle. it's just kind of like funny like it's not like they had these like crazy circumstances or anything happened it's like no she was addicted to shopping lip fillers injections wigs she, again wigs. she's a white woman like we don't like the wig is like oh, i know yeah. and you know what i'm not trying to make fun of i listen and if she's experiencing i mean i i don't think we've ever got a clear explanation about the wigs i did she say she has alopecia oh, <gasps> tristan do you remember in like the first i just got the chills the first or second season she says she had cancer but it, yes she like did uh, it. yeah you guys she pulled a full elizabeth finch she, wow we okay. forgot that part so that's maybe why she says she doesn't have her i want to say she has alopecia which is sad like I'm not making probably fun of from chain smoking and drinking like a f- alcoholic. Like Listen, a fish. I'm not a medical professional, but she does have a, a fake cancer yeah. storyline. It's just that funny. people really they, forget like, about. I mean, I know. we did. We did. And we're like, why did she wear a wig? They just like live like again shopping addiction. There's people in my family who suffer from it. It can be a lot more psychological, but for them, it's just trying to keep up appearances. So you really don't feel yeah, that bad. Like, it's I know it's just like this weird perverse consumption that there's something very um if you guys have ever seen i think it's a newsweek cover of anna nicole smith where it says like white trash nation Mm. something about kim zolciak beerman is so white trash nation and i'm not even trying to be derogatory i just think like this whole tale and her whole persona is just the epitome of like white trash capitalism like yes it just is and I'm like sorry. the clip of you yeah. we are so ramona and sonia she called this white trash what even is white trash, trash. let me look it up like and like this is white trash they're I'm not sorry. like again it's funny to call them that but like this is more yeah so the big joke now is like freaking croy this guy seems like pretty nice and a solid dad and all this stuff and he got like sucked into this she has like left bankrupt him pretty much like Married him, ended his career. He became her assistant, made him have like 10 kids. And now he's like broke and now he owes millions of dollars. Again, all spent on her appearance, which is busted. Like, (laughs) (laughs) which is busted. It's true. So I'm just like, poor Croy, like justice for Croy. Yep. And sorry, you guys, he got let go from the NFL in 2011. So that's a good nine years of tardy for the party money. But then once that ends, it's like. And sorry, when when you say let go from the NFL, I mean, as an athlete, you you retire because, you know. No, I think, I think it's. What did he get let go for? I think you just, your career, like. I think the the Buffalo Bills did not keep him on yeah so but, as an athlete that's called but retire. he didn't voluntarily <laughs> retire is what i no, mean you don't like, really yeah okay okay, okay. Not, but <laughs> one thing i did want to mention is that a big update in the story is earlier today croy updated so if you guys are familiar with her music career one of her three songs <laughs> is um the ring two of which are good two of, two of, of which are three. really good two of which we love her one song is called The Ring Didn't Mean a Thing. Um, oh. And it's actually about Big Papa and the ring he gave her because he didn't end up divorcing his wife. So the ring didn't mean a thing. That's the whole joke. Um, she also has Google Me and Google Wig. Me. I like Wig, which stands for Wish I Gave a Shit. And don't be part of it. 
and don't be part don't be tardy it's just four songs at least um he updated his instagram bio today to read husband father to six perfect munchkins athlete my ring meant a thing you can google me and see i wasn't tardy for that party oh my god tristan my heart is like pounding i didn't see that i have the chills i've got the fucking chills he might be a better songwriter than kim his ring did mean a thing. That's a thing. Like, for some reason, he I loved her. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? He, he was her assistant. He followed around. He was like a bag boy for her. Yeah, he so really weird. was. He was cutting. He learned how to install wigs on her head. How, yeah, he literally is a wig tech. <laughs> I'm not even being, like, he's a wig tech. Oh, my God. We're dying over here. Yeah. And I, you know what? She she seemed to love him in a very specific, perverse kind of way. Remember, she would always post his Speedo pictures. Yeah. He was an unattractive, like. He was kind of hot. I, again, I was like, I didn't know why he was into her, like. Because he was, like, pretty cute, and she's, like, a little bit... I think that's why some of us in the Reddit community mm. do subscribe to the dominatrix theory. Is <laughs> like, there has to be something yeah. behind closed doors that is keeping him there. Because you're right. Something about it was so crazy. I um, feel bad for him. Yeah. And I he's got a tough road ahead. Now he's got millions that he owes because he's married to this chick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to see her back on Roja next season? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets offered a spot now. I mean, we've seen I think she might be play too out. broke to get like hired. Like you kind <laughs> of need like a budget to like get your hair but done. But it's like, you know, we have the Jen Shaws and the Erica Janes of the world. It's like, I think there yeah. is an appetite to see this story play out. I think out. people would want, um, I would want to see. But then it's like, I mean, then it becomes a thing. And we've had this conversation about Jen and Erica. It's like, do we reward this kind of uh, reckless behavior mm-hmm. by giving them a contract with Bravo? I don't know, but... That's pretty much it for today, you guys. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to the Kim's story? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm literally just thinking it. We, yeah, Kim I mean, Zolciak, Kim Nay Beerman. We're with you. We will be watching. We'll keep you guys updated on the story. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I know we took a little bit of a different route, but let us know what you think. Oh, I think they got their money's worth. Oh, they so got their money's worth. We keep, got some laughs. You know, we're getting our number almost up to a thousand. We'd love to hit a thousand um, downloads and subscribers. So keep reviewing and rating us. On you guys, line. subscribe for more, please. Um, we appreciate and love you guys. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Don't be tardy for the party. Exactly. Wig. Google me. <laughs> Wish I gave a the shit. Ring, <laughs> the ring meant a thing. Oh, I'm so sad. Okay. <laughs> Good night. Bye. Okay. I gave up.